This is Enjoy Cherokee Voices, a podcast recorded live to deliver in-depth conversations with dynamic people from all corners of Cherokee County. Listeners like you sink into this weekly podcast to learn more about the people that make Cherokee County extraordinary. And now it's time to get to know another neighbor. Here's your host, Jody Drinker. Hey, Jody. Who's our neighbor today? Katie Wheeler. Charles Zanger is our neighbor today. It is. He's coming in the studio in nine and a half minutes. Do you think he's going to be on time? I think so. Seems like a guy who would be on time. I know. I was just going to go outside and see if he's here. Just so you know, he's a neighbor of mine as well. Oh, fun. And he's our HOA president. Oh, that's nice. I used to be the HOA president. Did you? I didn't know that. Yep, I was. He Look took at over. You. He took over right after me. But yeah. I really don't know him that well. We have a tiny little neighborhood, too, so. Really? Yeah, I'm looking forward to get to know him better. But the real reason he's here is because he is going to throw his hat in the ring as a candidate for the mayor of Woodstock. Wow, that's exciting. I know. So I'm very anxious to get to know him better. And everybody else out there, all seven listeners, are (laughs) about to get an earful. Yes, good. You ready to get started? I'm ready. Let's go get it. All right. Hello, hello. I am here today with Charles Zanger. How are you, Charles? I'm well. How about yourself, Jody? I'm doing very well, thanks. Rainy day outside. It is. Yes. But it's a happy day here at uh, Enjoy Cherokee Voices because you're in the studio. We're going to have a good time. Um, I'm not sure how many people out there know who you are or why you're here with me. So we're going to get to the bottom of it. Charles. Cannot wait. That sounds exciting. Would you like to tell them why you're here? I would absolutely love to. Okay. Hit it. Well, the reason I am here, Jody, is because I decided to run for mayor for the city of Woodstock. Wow. Crowd goes wild. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. As everybody knows... Our beloved Donnie Enrique's term as, mayor, uh, term as mayor is coming to an end, and he has uh, left us with a great heritage, our great lineage of leadership, and the playing field is open for people to throw their hat in the ring, and Charles is one of those people. Charles Zanger, we look forward to hearing and learning a lot about you today may be the first opportunity for that for many of us. And I look forward to sharing, and I look forward to continuing on the success that Donnie has had over the past many years. That's right. Two decades. Uh, Yes, I thought it was 20 years. Yeah. But I was afraid to say it just in case I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was was here uh, a few weeks ago and did a wonderful interview, kind of a uh, closing to his success. So, yeah, we're, we're riding a high wave. Let's keep it going, right? Yes, we are. All right. Well, Charles, let's start from the beginning. Where are you from? Where were you born and raised? I was born in uh, a small hospital in Philadelphia, Nazareth Hospital, and I was raised in Delran, New Jersey, just right over the bridge from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And I was there for many years. Mm-hmm. I believe you, did you have a Catholic upbringing? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, my parents were Catholic. I was Catholic. I went to Catholic school my entire life. 
uh, from grade school to uh, high school. I went to Holy Cross High School, which is in Delran, New Jersey. I'm still part of their alumni, so it was fun. It was exciting. It was completely different than today's world, I would say. Mm -hmm. Catholic teachers are a lot tougher than public school teachers, I think. (laughs) (laughs) They used to beat us (laughs) if we did something wrong. So nowadays it would be considered uh, wrong if that would happen, I guess. But they would slap us on the wrist if we had a wrong answer or disobeyed something in class. So that wasn't really beat. Did you get slapped on your hand? I I got slapped on the hand. With a ruler? Yes. What did you do? You were naughty. Yeah, I was. I was late all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Fashionably late? Yes. That's the (laughs) one thing my wife will say is that I am never on time for anything. Uh Uh-oh. Still? It's still, yes. Oh, boy. It's a tradition that I bring for 40 years of my life that I am never on time for anything. Except for today, actually. I was uh, 10 minutes early. You were. Yeah. Well, you needed to find us here. Oh, yes. So I actually had to plan ahead, right. but I've always been late. Uh, I was always in the dean's office for being late at a stay after school. Uh, they would make you scrub lockers, if I remember correctly. They Yikes. would make you clean the school. That was part of the detention after school detention. Mm-hmm. That's how, how did you do? How did you fare in school? Were you a pretty good student? Uh, I was. I mm-hmm. was. I would say I was a pretty good student. Uh, most of my life I played basketball, believe it or not. I mm-hmm. don't look like a basketball player, but that was one of my passions. Uh, I played basketball all the way up through high school. So when did you meet your wife? Growing up uh, on a street, uh, we were all friends. So my mom and dad were friends with all the neighbors, and I was friends with all the kids on my block. And I grew up with them all the time. And we were outside playing, yada, 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 things like that. And my wife was part of that group. So Mm -hmm. I've known her since, gosh, since I was at least 16 or 17 Mm -hmm. and never really looked at her like that. We were always dating somebody. Our friends were always dating. So our group of friends, believe it or not, are now all married to each other, which is kind of <laughs> weird. The girls married the guys, and it was kind of weird, and we were the last ones. You were the stragglers? We were the stragglers, and we were both in long-term relationships while everybody else was dating, and we were just always going out together as a group, so one thing led to another. And, and there it is. There it is. And now you're... Well, actually... I don't know if all seven, we have seven listeners. That's, you know, we have seven people that listen to this podcast. So, oh, wow. um, yeah. That's whole. more than the Burt Show. The Burt Show says they have five listeners. Well, we are so much better <laughs> than the Burt Show. Are you kidding me? Anyway, maybe one of those seven listeners is Sarah, your wife. And just so the seven listeners know, Charles and Sarah live in the same neighborhood as, as my husband James and I do. So we do know each other. And that's how I kind of knew you guys were meeting up about the high school age. So, um, but anyway, I just yes. wanted to let everybody know that you are not a stranger to me. So, yes. but anyway, I do know you also went, you went to college at Camden County College. Is that right? That is and correct. And you studied business administration? That is correct. Great. And uh, did you actually go on the Camden campus or were you on one of the other campuses? Uh, I was actually on the Camden campus. The main campus. The main campus in Blackwood, New Jersey. You graduated with a business management degree and then you went to work for a transportation company? 
That's correct. Yeah, I did two years at Camden County College, and after my two years, uh, my father at the time thought it was best to get right into work. Mm-hmm. He thought that would be a better education than continuing to go to school, that I would learn more working for him. So my father started a trucking company, I believe, back in 1985 with him and my cousins, and they started in the basement of our house, and they grew that trucking company to an $88 million trucking company. Holy cats. So at the time, my dad, after college, I was, I was working during college. So I started working when I was 17. But when I was finished my two years, my dad said, well, why don't you come work for me? You'll get a great education. Lo and behold, I found out that I was a grunt worker. <laughs> so I had to start at the bottom. And I had to start by working around the warehouse. So I did repairs. I did little things around the warehouse. And then I repairs can, like to the trucks and uh, to or- no, just repairs to the building, cleaning up the building, fixing anything that was broken. Mm-hmm. I was basically a maintenance man mm-hmm. at the time. And then I did actually wound up going over to we actually had an in-house shop that did all the repairs with mechanics on the trucks and trailers. Mm -hmm. So I did work my way over to that shop and work there as well. So I basically did every single job in the trucking industry from maintenance guy to forklift driver to um, repairing trucks. So ultimately I ended up in the position of HR and payroll manager. So I was in charge of that department. And how many, how many employees did you have at that time? Uh, we had about 1,500 employees, employees from mm-hmm. employees in the trucking shop and then to drivers. Mm-hmm. So it was a very, very complicated payroll system. Hang on. We'll be right back after this message. Medicare, what a headache. Where do I sign up? When's the enrollment period? Who can keep up with Medicare and all that other red tape? I'll tell you who. Bonnie Dobbs with the Bonnie Dobbs Agency. Bonnie and her team know all the answers when it comes to Medicare and other red tape. They might even help you find benefits you didn't even know you qualified for. Call Bonnie today if you're turning 65, retiring after 65, changing your living location, losing employer or union insurance coverage. Bonnie can help you with all things Medicare. Bonnie Dobbs is a licensed insurance broker who specializes in senior health benefits. There is never a fee for services, and you will never get that high-pressure sales runaround. Call today at 770-373-7541. That's 770-373-7541. Welcome back to Enjoy Cherokee Voices. I'm here with Charles Zanger a candidate for the mayoral race in Woodstock. As a quick recap, after college, on your father's advice, you went home to work in his transportation business, a trucking company, a very good-sized trucking company, actually. But it didn't take you long to realize that you were going home to be a grunt worker, which is kind of throwing a unique twist into your story because that was sort of a foreshadowing of what your new adventure is here in Woodstock today as a business owner. It so, is. Yeah. It is. And I, I appreciate my father as well for helping me get into business that early. And it was something that I really uh, was really looking forward to possibly taking over at the time. And that was the ultimate goal is that he was going to start stepping back and I was going to take over the trucking company because it pretty much ran itself at that point. 
And was there a turn and something shifted and that was not an option any longer that you were not going to take that over? Uh, yes, actually, uh, in 2008, he wound up selling the trucking company. He had a vision that we were going to have a recession or a crash uh, right before the actual crash of 2008. And he just had this gut feeling that something was going to happen, and he did not think in his heart of hearts that they would survive the crash, the economic crash of 2008. So he sold it before the crash. Mm-hmm. Sold it before the crash. He sold it to uh, New Century Trucking, I believe it was. Of course, he had to work for them for about five years, and I had a contract to work for them as well for a couple of years doing their payroll. So Did you fulfill that? I did. Mm-hmm. I did, actually. How I did that company fare? Uh, they, <laughs> they, believe it or not, are bankrupt and out of business. Wow. They were out of business. I don't remember what year it was, but a couple of years later, they wound up going out of business, which is, uh, which is incredible. Your father had quite a vision then. Wow, that's he did. interesting. He did. I was um, at the time I was upset because I was looking forward to taking something over, but you know when I look back on it, everything is just a learning lesson. Mm-hmm. So, what's your father up to now? Uh, well, my father, I guess you don't know this, my father passed away. Oh, I didn't know that. We, okay. we can cut that out if you'd like, or if you'd like no, to talk about it. that's talk not. about it. Um, this is hard because it's dear to my heart now, it's something I didn't think it would ever would be, is that he wound up committing suicide on Thanksgiving evening, uh, around 7.50, I believe it was. In the evening, 7.50 in the evening? Mm-hmm. And, and what? What year was that? It was this year. Charles. It was a couple months ago. Charles, I had no idea. I mm-hmm. honestly had no idea mm-hmm. about this. Yeah, my family and I have kept it uh, pretty private. I haven't put anything on Facebook. I haven't really alerted anyone. Um, I really wanted to put something on Facebook to see if I can reach out to the community because since then, in our community that Jody and I yeah. live in, uh, there has been two additional suicides inside the community, which is shocking because until this point, I guess I've really never paid attention to it. And we have a small community. We have a very small subdivision. We do. We and do. this is unbelievable. I am mm-hmm. absolutely blown away, Charles. I had no idea that you and your family went through this. I Yes. I am shocked. Um, I still have a million questions. I'm sure people out there can relate that uh, some days I'm sad, some days I'm angry. I'm angry at him because I don't know why he would do something like this. Uh, the questions of why, what, what got you to this point? Um, did I miss something? As yeah. a son, did I did I miss something? And to this day, I mean, I, I talk to people and, you know, the biggest regret that I have is that I never called him on Thanksgiving, uh, uh. which might have been a mistake. But the day before I called him, because before that, uh, my wife and two kids, we were traveling to, <laughs> probably shouldn't say this, but we were traveling to Disney World mm-hmm. during COVID times, but we wanted to get away. So we were we were in the car for about six, seven hours. Mm-hmm. So we were on the phone with my parents at the time, 
uh, speaking with them for probably about an hour or so on the phone because we're in the car. So the day before Thanksgiving, you're in the car talking with your parents for an hour. Mm-hmm. Your your boys and everything just yeah. having fun. Having fun, enjoying the conversation, asking what they're doing, finding out what we're doing. Um, what were they doing? Did they have dinner plans for the next day? Uh, they did. Yeah, they did. They lived uh, in Marco Islands, and every year it's just the two of them. They get a big, huge turkey, which um, I'll explain in a second, but they get a 20-pound turkey, and they spend all day cooking it, and they eat about 8 o'clock at night, and they save their leftovers for um, for a trip that they take every single year for the past 10 years they would go on their boat my father and mother would have a 46 hatteras that they would go on every single year for about three months and travel to the bahamas Mm -hmm. so from january to april i would never hear from them because they would be off in the bahamas and just traveling around and seeing different parts of the bahamas and going into remote areas that Mm -hmm. most people don't get to see so that was their that was their plans. That's why I'm mad and I have questions is because but the, he was but, planning this trip to the Bahamas and they, they get this big twenty pound turkey and they eat probably a little sliver of it and they save and freeze the rest for dinners for when they go to the Bahamas because where they're going there's no restaurants or mm-hmm. Kroger's or Publix or anything like that. So on Thanksgiving Day, your mother and here preparing the meal, mm-hmm. and at eight o'clock they're expected to eat dinner. Yes. And what time did? It was around seven fifty, is what my mom tells me. So it was it almost was, dinner time. It was almost dinner time. Yeah, he was sitting in his uh, favorite chair, which looks out over to the uh, ocean, and he and- wound up doing it uh, in front of my mom. Um which is incredible, which I still, that's another question I have, which I don't understand. Um, that your mother had to see that. why he did that, why he would want her to see that. I mean, they were together since they were 13. Mm-hmm. She was probably 13. He was probably 17 at the time. Mm-hmm. So they were together for 40-some for years. So I just, that's what I don't understand is why he had to do it in front of her because he knew he would just know that would scar her for the rest of her life. I mean, how does somebody move on from that? Mm-hmm. And it was tough. I mean, I, I just still to this day, I'm, I'm either mad or I'm upset. I don't, a range of emotions that go through me right now. Well, Charles, there's not much time. It's only been a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it is very confusing. No note, no nothing, no explanation. Nothing. Nothing. I spent uh, a long time searching through everything, searching through his iPad, his pictures, his emails, his car, his safety deposit box. I found nothing. That's why it's it's shocking because there was no, at least to me, there was no signs of it. Even though we didn't, uh, they lived in Marco Island. I live here in Woodstock. Even though we talked all the time. I had no clue. I had zero clue. So, mm. but my mother is um, is upset. Um, you know, the good thing is is that she uh, listened to most of the advice that I had at this point, which is to uh, sell everything and to leave Marco Island and just sell everything and just get completely out 
and start a new life. So it took only several months to do this, which is shocking, by the way. I thought this would be a couple of years, but she wound up selling her condo. She wound up selling the boat. She wound up selling a lot of the cars, a lot of the personal effects. And believe it or not, she lives with us in our uh, new house that we built in the community that we live in. Mm-hmm. She lives in the uh, in-law suite that we have in the basements that was originally built for them, but it wasn't really built for them to live there all the time. Mm-hmm. It was just something for them to come up when they come up to see the grandkids to stay for a couple weeks at the time. Mm-hmm. But now it's her place to live. And now we're working on helping her start over, um, just kind of getting her feeding back, just figuring out what the next step is. And yeah. at this point, I don't know. That's for her to figure out. But she's more than welcome to live with me as long as she wants I have no problem with her staying there so good for you but it's for her to figure out what she wants to do next at this point I I don't know I don't know what that next journey is yeah I know for me what my next journey is but I don't know for her what her next journey is so hang on we'll be right back after this message knee pain is something we all have experience with The team at Georgia Medical Treatment Center is here to help. They offer drug and surgery-free treatment plans that treat the most common sources of knee pain. They also accept most insurance plans, including Medicare and Medicaid. For a free consultation or for more information, visit them online at georgiamtc.com slash knee pain. Don't live with knee pain. Beat it. With help from our friends at Georgia Medical Treatment Center. So tell me about uh, how new health dentistry fits into your work history. Well, New Health Dentistry was a concept from my cousin who owns six offices up in Philadelphia and New Jersey. Uh, The uniqueness about it is why we were different from every other dental office around here is that we didn't accept insurance and we would cut the cost in half. So a person without insurance, which is majority of Americans don't have dental insurance, So what we did was provide a service that was half the cost of traditional offices. So if you've ever been to the dentist and you're in need of a crown, you know your dentist is going to charge anywhere between $1,000 and $1,200 for that crown. Your insurance will pick up half of it. You're responsible for the other half. At New Health Dentistry, we would only charge $499 for that same exact crown that any other dental office would charge $1,200 for. But we didn't have to file insurance. We didn't have to have all these folks that we had to hire that would sit there and go out and check dental insurance plans and do all this extra work that's required by the insurance company. You come in, you need a crown, you just pay us, period, end of story. That sounds like an awesome business model for dentistry. So you decided to expand that business here in the Atlanta area. That's correct. That is correct. Yeah, we decided to come down here in 2013, and we opened our first location in Sandy Springs. I'll never forget. I love telling the story. The first time uh, I heard we were going to live here in Atlanta, my wife and I rented a minivan. We drove from New Jersey down here to Atlanta to the Sandy Springs, Dunwoody area. We were looking for apartments. And if most people know me, I'm a clean freak. I got a little (laughs) bit of OCD inside of me. So we were traveling in the time. It was April. And as most of you all know, April is pollen season. Uh Uh-oh. So the first time I was here, my rental vehicle was caked in green pollen. (laughs) And my wife... 
was making fun of me <laughs> because I was the, probably the only person in the world that actually got their rental car cleaned twice. Oh, what? Oh, you because went through I, the you because went I couldn't the- take the pollen inside <laughs> the car. You went it, through the dishwasher twice. I mean, the car wash twice. You went through the dishwasher. Yes, See, that's funny. Yes. You went through the car wash twice. I went through the car wash twice. I had to clean the car. It could. I just couldn't take it. See, you yeah. and James have more in common than you think. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> I couldn't he take would do it. That. I he would like, do that. What's wrong with me? But I'm such an OCD person. Is that I? I had to clean the car. I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah. And still, so what did you think? So you were like, we're going to move here to the dirtiest world in the dirtiest town in the world. Actually, I thought it was the cleanest city oh. I've ever seen. To be honest with you, I was pleasantly surprised how clean Atlanta was. So you saw through the pollen. I did. I saw through the pollen and still to this day, I cannot describe it. I do not tell my people up north. I do not tell my friends or family like, hey, this is what we go through. It's just impossible to describe. The pollen. The pollen. Yeah. It, yeah there, there's just, there's no way to describe it. No. But sorry to get off topic, but yes, I mean, that's. But it's so, worth it because outside right now, it is so lush and beautiful. It's just, it's worth going through the pollen to get to what we have right now, I think. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. I, I got to admit, it is incredible. It's mm-hmm. the only city that I truly love. Um, it is the city in trees. I've never seen so many trees in my life. Well, you know that Woodstock is a tree city USA. Yes, I did see that. Yes. And I am so excited. We live under about a canopy that. of trees. Yes. We do. I am shocked. Coming from Philadelphia and uh, the New York area, there is no zero trees yeah. inside the city. It's all concrete. Okay. Okay. So you opened your first office in Sandy Springs. And what happened from there? From there, we expanded out to five offices. So we had locations in the Tucker area. We had a location in near the Buford Mall, the Mall of Georgia. Uh, we had a location in Kennesaw, and we had a location down in Noonan. We wound up doing that now for about six years, and we just decide to uh, sell each office off on its own, and each location got sold. So there was a doctor or a dentist that purchased each location. And at one point, the doctor who bought the Sandy Springs location, I actually wound up working for him. And then a little uh, worldwide pandemic hit. Then what happened? Yes, yes. Everyone knows about that. Good old COVID wound up hitting. <laughs> and at the time, I was working at the dental office. And my, I have two young kids, Luke and Cameron. Shout out so to them. So cutie pies. They are cute. And they were in daycare at the time. And just like everyone else, their daycare wound up closing. So we had to make a decision. Uh, do myself or my wife. One of us has to stay home. So we chose that I would stay home. My wife at the time was uh, doing You're Mr. Better. Mom. Mr. Mom. Yes. She was doing better in her career than I was. So she is kind of a smarty pants. Yes, she is. So I love her to death, but I decided to stay home, play Mr. Mom, and it was fun. I definitely enjoyed that as well because I got to sit there and just spend all day with my kids, time that I will probably never get back and time that I really enjoyed with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then what did you do? During that time, um, you know, I... Never one to believe in this, but I felt like the door of opportunity was knocking Mm -hmm. for me. Uh, I wound up getting a call from somebody that I knew that was in franchise development. And he told me about this location, this Meineke here in Woodstock was up for sale. 
And I said, wow, okay, I've been in the business world pretty much my whole life. You were doing grunt work back there for your daddy. grunt work for my dad, so I figured, what the heck? I wanted to give it a try. It was up for a good price, and it was up in the city that I love, that I live in, and I was excited that I was able to own something in a place that I live and now I'm able to work in. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, I met with the owner. Uh, him and I sat there and talked. Um, we discussed the possible sale. Uh, we discussed maybe an hour. I did probably one day of research. <laughs> <laughs> and then the following day, I went into that same owner and we had a handshake agreement. Fantastic. After one day. So I didn't really do too much research, but I just felt like it was right. I felt like that door of opportunity was knocking and I felt like this was my calling that I had to purchase this and I had to own it. When was the closing date? Uh, We wound up closing in October. Mm -hmm. So it took from July to October uh, to negotiate my lease with the landlord. But it took us a long time to get there. And of course, Meineke has their Meineke University that I had to go to spend two weeks to learn about Meineke. Uh, so that ate up some of my time. And, I bet you learned a lot there, though. Uh, I did. I did. I really wish they would actually teach Meineke University again after the fact, after I'd been there, because now I have more questions That's about interesting. The can you take it again if you wanted to? Yes, you can. Well, Boogie, mm-hmm. get over there. Sign it up. I, I, I plan on it, actually. They have a lot of <laughs> events coming up, so I have a lot of traveling to do in the next uh, several months. There you go. But now I'm a proud owner of uh, Meineke Woodstock, and I just, I feel happy. Where is it located? Uh, It is located on 92. We're sitting right next to Del Taco and Quick Trip. All right. On that note, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Sounds good. Do you need a landscaping team that does more than just cut the grass? Trust the professionals at Elite Landscaping Services. With 20 years of successful service, they have the tools and know-how to transform your yard into a paradise. They offer residential and commercial services such as fertilizer and weed control, landscape design and installation, landscape management, aeration and seeding services, tree and shrub care, mosquito control, and much, much more. For a free quote, give them a call at 678-680-5434. And we're back. You're listening to Enjoy Cherokee Voices. This is Jody Drinkard, your host. I'm here with Charles Zanger, who is telling us now we're getting to the heart of it. You ready? Yes, I am. We are here today because you have decided to throw your hat in the ring to be mayor of Woodstock. Yes. Why did you decide to throw your hat in the ring? Well, Jody, that is an excellent question. And I, I think the reason is I just find that today's political climate is just very interesting. I find that most political folks are in the political world and have been in there for many, many years. And I feel sometimes it would be best to have an outsider come in with a different perspective to maybe take a look at things, see what we can do different, to see what we can do to better the community as a whole. And second part of it is that everything that is going on in Woodstock, I love. And I hopefully would want to continue that success. The only thing that scares me coming from up north is that we had super high taxes, is that I feel our tax rates here in Woodstock are relatively high almost comparable to the city of Atlanta. So 
I hopefully just want to take a look. Can't promise anything, but just want to take a look and see if there's anything I can do to help save Woodstock some money. Um, I know uh, the HOA, the community that we live in, I'm the president of the HOA, and the first thing I was able to do or been able to do is kind of help save some cost by renegotiating some contracts. Mm-hmm. Not really change anything, but just renegotiate contracts. It's just people... Um, set up contracts and you just kind of ignore it. That's the same thing with any business that you go in. You just set up a contract and you just kind of forget about it. And that business or that other vendor, it will just continually raise cost on you. Mm-hmm. So if people aren't looking at it, then how do you know if you can save the community or town some money? Mm-hmm. Same thing I do in my personal life. Every Every two or three years, I look at my car insurance. Every two or three years, I look at my cell phone bill. I look at everything just to find ways to cut back to save money. I'd rather save that money, put that money back in my pocket, and use it for my kids' vacation, for whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever I want to do at that point. Sounds reasonable. Sure. It does. It does. Is there anything else, any other things that you're looking out into the future for there? Uh, no, I really think that uh, Donnie has done a fantastic job uh, with the city of Woodstock. Um, The only thing I would hope for is to possibly bring in some more business to create more jobs for the city of Woodstock. Mm -hmm. Um, Try to alleviate some problems that are with traffic. Uh, Hopefully work with uh, Cherokee County and the state of Georgia to kind of uh, help some of these areas that are in need. I think uh, 92 and Trickham is a pretty rough intersection. A lot of traffic in that area, uh, downtown Main Street. I'm not sure if they have any plans in the works, but that's a heavy traveled area. Not really sure what you can do, but mm-hmm. hopefully work with some smart people that can kind of suggest some good ideas to improve that area. Um, being a little biased, hopefully... Uh, get a golf cart path from our community <laughs> to downtown. That would be pretty awesome. So we can travel to all the wonderful free concerts that they have there. It would be nice to have lots of communities connected via those car- go-kart paths. Not go-kart, it, golf cart paths. It would. It would. For all the communities within the surrounding area of downtown, it would be nice to have some sort of walking path or some sort of golf cart path mm-hmm. for folks to actually get out and walk because George's weather is fantastic. And yeah. we're fortunate to have a lot of green space and parks down south. So I would like people to get out, folks to get out to walk. It would help alleviate some of the congestion that we have and limited parking spaces. I know I wouldn't drive if there is an easy trail for me to get from my community to downtown Woodstock. Yeah, I think it wouldn't be that much. The trail system is really quite extensive already that it wouldn't be that much to get uh, leads from many of the neighborhoods to that trail system. Yeah, I wouldn't think it would. I wouldn't think it would take much. It would be something definitely I would love to look into, Mm -hmm. um, especially for all the communities that are surrounding it. I would think it would bring a lot more people to downtown Woodstock. I wonder how many people in Woodstock have golf carts now. Uh, you know, that's a good question. It, it seems like a lot. (laughs) It does seem. Well, I bet the number is growing. I'd like to know how many had them Mm -hmm. 
three years ago is compared to now. Ten yes. years ago compared ten years ago compared to now be zip to Yeah, because I know, you know when I'm uh my wife and I and kids are in downtown Woodstock all the time and we're in that new park and you know, I can tell you right behind Reformation there's a little spot to park the golf carts and that's always full. Mm-hmm. There's always at least ten plus golf carts sitting there, yeah. which is which is awesome. It would be a mode of transportation that I would love to use instead yeah. of hopping in my car, finding a spot to park. Does Meineke uh, service golf carts? Uh, we do not, unfortunately. Would we you Would you adjust your business to start serving golf carts if I would. Woodstock had more? I would, definitely. Yeah? I definitely would. I'm always open to opportunities to expand my business. Well, here's a little help. business um, idea for you. Why doesn't Meineke get a golf cart? And go downtown Woodstock and like drive around and give people lifts between businesses or like from the ex- the extended parking over in Chattahoochee Tech in that area where you have to park way down on Chattahoochee Tech. And then you can give get people rides from Chattahoochee Tech all the way to Mad Life. You can do that back and forth. Uh, just think of the advertising you could have on there. Wow, Jody, that that is a fantastic idea. I know it. I I I love it. I love it. All right, there you I go. Love it. I only I, I only want ten percent of all that. <laughs> I, you can just you can just write me a check now. <laughs> I love that idea. I love that idea. That would be a great service for the community and a good way to get out into the community. That's right. To let people know that Meineke is a big, huge corporation, but they're all individually owned. By people like myself. That is interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, they're a big community or they're a big organization um, that is based in Charlotte. But every Meineke is all franchise. So it's owned by a single owner or a single owner might own more than one. So cool. But that's the ultimate goal is to have more than one location. So so we can look for we're going to look for more Meineke locations under the Charles Anger. Yes, yes, that is the ultimate goal is I want to have at least five here in Atlanta area. Well, thanks so much for coming in today. Is there anything else you wanted to say about uh, your quest to become mayor? No, I'm actually just looking forward to it. I'm hopefully can be somebody that's different. That's a political outsider, somebody that lives here in Woodstock, owns a business in Woodstock and just hopefully I can make things better for everyone in Woodstock, every business owner, every residence, everyone. And I'm willing to listen to any ideas that anyone has including, that would improve the community, including yourself See on that See? golf cart idea. Maybe you can have Charles Zanger for mayor on the top of that. Yeah, There you go. See, okay. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to end it there. That's the extent of my good ideas. So oh, fair enough. <laughs> I, I was I was going to let you keep rolling with them. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. On that note, thank you very much, Charles, for coming in today. I'm I wish you well on your campaign for mayorship. And if anybody needs to get in touch with you about more information about your campaign, how can they get in touch with you? Yes, Jody. Thanks again for having me. I really enjoyed this. It was a pleasure. But if you want to reach out to me, you're more than welcome to. I'll provide you my email. It's my first initial C, my last name Zanger, Z-A-N-G-E-R, uh, the number 80 at Outlook.com, czanger80 at Outlook.com. Um, that's pretty much the best way to get in contact with me or you're more than welcome to stop by Meineke. You're more than welcome to come in, ask me questions, anything like that. 
or friend me on Facebook, send me a message. I would love to sit down, meet, discuss anything that you have at that point. Very good. Anybody wants to donate to their, your campaign? Uh, right now, believe it or not, I am actually uh, not going to be accepting any outside donations from any corporations or anything like that. I wholeheartedly believe that uh, I want to run a clean campaign without anyone behind me, without any big corporations or anything like that, any special interest. That way I don't have to um, have any favors for anyone at this moment. So I'm hoping to fund the campaign myself through donations through Meineke and hopefully be able to do it all on my own. Very interesting. Yes. Lots, that's a lot to chew on. I it, appreciate it that. It is. It's a different tactic, um, but I'm just trying to be someone, a political outsider, I guess, instead of the person I'm running against who's been in the political field. I'm just a resident of the city of Woodstock and a business owner that hopefully mm -hmm. wants to get in there and just hopefully make some changes that are for the better for the community. It's very interesting. You may have just bent a few ears on that one. So Yes, again, I hope so. I hope so. Thanks, Charles. Thanks for letting us get to know you today. And best of luck. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jody. Now get out there and enjoy Cherokee. I most certainly will. Enjoy Cherokee Voices and Enjoy Cherokee Magazine are produced by EMI, a nationally recognized award-winning multimedia content producer. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. For additional information about this and all of our podcasts, visit enjoycherokee.com. If you enjoyed this show, click subscribe and take some time to rate and review the podcast now. It really does help us succeed in the booming world of podcasts. And now, stay tuned for Fun Facts with Katie. Fun facts with Katie. Hey, that interview was something else. We kind of took some crazy turns in there. It was. I was so unexpected, but very interesting. I know. I was I wasn't sure where things were headed. I I, I was shocked. Absolutely yeah. shocked when he said that his father committed suicide over I was also over Thanksgiving. His poor family. I know. Oh my gosh. Just rips your heart right out. I know, but Seems like he's doing pretty good, and his mother's now living with them, so. Absolutely. Wow. Hopefully they are on the up and up as a family. Yeah, pulling it together. Yes. Takes a village. Certainly. He lives in a village. He lives in my village. Aw. See? You're part of his village. How I sweet. <laughs> well, anyway, did you, did you come up with any facts? I mean, I didn't know if there were a whole lot of facts to find in this one, but did you find some? We did find some. I found, I thought since Charles works at Meineke, um, we might have some listeners who may want to know more about Meineke. They may want to visit their local Meineke. Obviously, Charles's business is in Woodstock, um, but there's also nine other Meineke locations in the metro Atlanta area. So, only nine? Yeah, only nine. That seems crazy because it seems like that's such a big name for, right? you know, oil change, tire rotation kind of place. Right. Yeah, I would have thought that there were more, but yeah, only nine really in our general area. All the other fun facts that we found were about the election. All right, let's hear it. So looking forward, um, November 2nd, 2021 is election day. Mm -hmm. And in order to prepare for that, everyone should know that the last day to register to vote in the November general election is October 4th. So make sure... You've got your registration done by that day in order to cast your ballot. And if you want to 
register to vote if you're new to the community or if you have moved and you want to register with your new address, go to my voter page, which is mvp.sos.ga.gov. <laughs> that's, a, that's a mouthful. <laughs> it stands for my voter page dot secretary of state dot georgia dot gov so it's mvp dot sos dot ga dot gov my voter page that's a lot but that's where you can register to vote and it's super easy once you get there another thing is that qualifying to run for mayor will take place in late august so there is still time for you or someone you know to get your name in the hat for the city of woodstock mayorship if there's someone you feel would be a great candidate for mayor and lead woodstock in a positive direction we would love to see that are you gonna throw your name in the hat i don't think so i Why not? i think you would be good got a lot to do and enjoy cherokee can't be off running for mayor okay yeah you're right i don't want you to run for mayor (laughs) we got you all tied up here with lots to do more about the election the elected officials in addition to the mayor include six city council seats in case you didn't know and three incumbents are up for re-election this term and so we'll find out during qualifying if they are running unopposed Council members and the mayor are elected on four-year terms, but they are staggered terms of office. An election always takes place in an odd-numbered year. Mm-hmm. And then the city manager serves as CEO for the city and is in charge of day-to-day operations of more than 200 employees across 10 departments. So that person has a heavy job. There's 200 employees yeah. in the city of Woodstock? Yes. And 10 departments, so all kinds of different projects going on all the time to take care of. I bet that's a fun party. Get all those people in one room. and <laughs> Yeah. One room, right? a big right? party, yeah. <laughs> Very funny. All right. Any other fun facts from this episode? No more fun facts. That's a wrap on this one. For fun I, got, facts I, do have one, I do have one fun fact. What's that? I forgot to do quickie questions with Charles Zanger. Oh, boo. I know. It could be the funnest part. What a bummer. Well, that's all right. Maybe the next time he comes in, we'll... I have a bonus. A bonus quickie question. (laughs) So, sorry about that, Charles. Forgot it. That's all right. All right. Thanks, Katie. Now, get out there and enjoy Cherokee.